Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. He's done it again! Marcus Rashford on his Premier League debut! Aguero! Harry Kane does it again for Tottenham Hotspur! Leicester City! Leicester City are the champions of England! What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand spanking new episode of the Premier League podcast here on Fanreg Sports with me, Sebastian Noren, Paulie Quistel, and Elliot Niblock. Transfers. It's actually not new. We're doing a rerun. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Have fun. Uh, so, uh, still transfers galore. A lot of transfer buzz going around the Premier League. We did get one confirmed move, though, as Theo Walcott. Jones Everton from Arsenal. As they uh, decided to reinvest some of that $15 million that they got for Ross Barkley when he left for Chelsea. I believe the transfer amount for Walcott landed somewhere in the neighborhood of £20 million. Yeah, I think it's 20 with five potential incentives added on. Yeah, so- God, imagine how much they would have gotten if they would have gotten September Theo Walcott. Yeah, the price tag might have been, been higher. But Elliot, are yeah. you sad to seeing Walcott leaving the Emirates? I mean, not not really. Only insofar as he had a miraculous ability to pop up and score against Tottenham, which was great. And I will always remember him being stretchered off and holding up 2-0 to taunt the Spurs supporters. Uh, but, I mean, he's a, he's a player that's, that's been, been on the fringes That's been used against him a lot more than it's been used for him. <laughs> I think it's great. You know, I mean, they, like... But it's become you're, a you're being stretched be- off and they're screaming profanity at you. Like I get it. No, he's I just get it. saying, look great, at the scoreline. It's a great gesture at the time. I'm just saying that like recently that's become a meme that's been used heavily against him. Yeah. So- I mean, I he's a player that I'm not I'm not terribly sad to go. I mean, I'm sad insofar as he's been a staple at the club for over a decade. He arrived when he was sixteen. Like he's had he's just one cap shy of four hundred in an Arsenal shirt. Um, and I also like the fact that he freaking writes children's books in his spare time. But he's always been a fringe player for the last two or three years, even though he managed to have, like almost net 20 goals last season. Yeah, ni- 19 goals and 37 appearances in all competitions. So, I mean, well, that's, a, that's a pretty good You do good know return. why he scored a lot of goals last year. Well, well, tell us. Tell us. Bestow I'm, your I'm, wisdom upon us. I'm, you don't have to be condescending about it. <laughs> He scored most of his goals when um, when Wenger played when Wenger dropped Giroud to the bench and played Alexis as like the striker slash number ten at the same time because you know like last year Alexis had one of his most prolific seasons in terms of assisting goals and he did that mostly when he played down the middle not so much as a wide player where you would expect those players to be the guys that get the assists that go to, you know, Giroud or whoever comes up down the middle. He was kind of, you know, playing in the middle and drawing defenders towards him and then laying it off for Theo Walcott or well, and that's somebody a good else point to reap because, the benefits. Because Walcott's greatest strength is cutting in off the flank and using his burst of pace to move into open space and then have the ball laid off to him 
his strength as a wide player is not, as you would guess, somebody who spent his whole career minus pouty few months demanding to be a striker as a wide player going down the flank and sending in crosses, which he is almost comically atrocious at. Yeah, he's pretty bad at that. So, yeah, last season was his second best as far as goal scoring goes. His best season so far was 2012-2013 when he had 21 goals in 43 appearances in all competitions, 14 of them in the league. So Mm -hmm. he got 10 in the league last season. So we'll see what he can do for Everton. But I mean, yeah, he's a a player I I wish him the best at. At Goodison Park, you know, I like, should, I, like no I, I just don't. It's one of those, it's one of those transfers that kind of just makes you go, huh? Like, what are exactly Everton thinking? You know, they've first of all, what's he thinking? They're like sign on to a Big Sam team. That's this is like one of the biggest gets Big Sam has ever gotten. But where does he fit? You know, or, or, he you, could. You mentioned you mentioned Elliot the Pouty time of his career where he's like pouty and i want to be a striker do you plan on playing him centrally like you uh, i've seen comparisons made with him and aaron lennon who also happens to play for everton like (laughs) where exactly does he go like this year everton have always seemed to be a team that made very smart purchases and this year they seem to be the team that's just oh your name let's grab you i think they could play him down the middle I really do. I think they can too, and I'm like, I, I'm questioning whether that's a good or bad move. Like, I'm, I would not, I would not right away. I'm, I, I would not say, oh, they could play him down the middle and that'll work out great for them. But I also will not say, oh, if they play him down the middle, that'll be a disaster. Like, it, it actually could work. I could see, well, I could and certainly see why it would work, and I could certainly see why it would not. And the, but the reason that I think that it could work to you know, speak to both of those possibilities is the fact that they signed Gilfie Sigurdsson. And if Sigurdsson can like find Walcott with balls over the top, then he could score a lot of goals. But at the same time, I'm not convinced that Theo Walcott hasn't lost a step or three at this point. And I'm just, I'm just not sure that he's as deadly running in behind. And let's be real. Like he was always kind of only as deadly as, I was about to like, say, like, as uh, deadly as what? Because yeah, <laughs> yeah like, like a hand grenade that you have to throw. A lot of throw, times he was as Randy deadly as a daddy long legs. Like, yeah. He's, uh, oh, Theo. I remember there was there was one game in which he got man of the match for Arsenal. This was, like, two and a half years ago. I think it was against Southampton. And, and you know, he scored the winner. He scored the winner in what I believe was a 2-1 win. But... You looked at his stats, and he had, through 90 minutes, like 14 touches, was like 20% passing, and then managed to nick a goal that was the winner, and they voted it man of the match. Yeah. So let's also uh, talk a little bit about Chelsea and their... I will, I will say, this, yes. Seb, you did lead off this show, and I laid I, I my trust in you for the second episode in a row, and you led off with not the biggest story. Here we go. Okay, what's the biggest story? I'm, I'm, I'll wait for you to, to get to it. The biggest story of the week. Um, I'll wait and I'll just, I'll keep, I'll make some condescending really remarks. I hope that it's your final thought. Well, the, we the, thing, the thing is that last show you had, you, for some reason you thought that Valencia goal was the highlight of the week. Or what he scored with his with. left It doesn't foot. matter. It's just a goal. God. It's still the biggest story of the week. No. But in terms of biggest transfer stories of the week, 
To be fair, though, I'll give him this. Like, I think you both would agree. This has been one of the crazier Januaries in terms of the transfer window. Am I, am I not wrong? Uh, in a couple of years, yeah. Yeah, there's Definitely. a lot of big names moving and, heavily, and like heavily linked to moves that are very feasible. Yes. Yeah, I mean, the Sanchez uh, to Man United story is still developing. No, no confirmation up there yet. Um, right, but at this point, that story has moved from like United are really interested to like we're just waiting on Henrik Mkhitaryan to take a pay cut and go to Arsenal. Pretty much. I mean, both managers have spoken about it. Uh, Wenger has also spoken about Aubameyang coming in or hopefully coming in. Uh, Bruce Dortmund got upset with that. Uh, that that's was, more of a far-fetched that's one. BS. That's more. I, of, no. I, it's feasible. I, it's feasible, but it's a little bit more of the far-fetched kind. It's not. It's not quite up there with like, oh, United are going to get Griezmann in January. Like, yeah, he's. But like Frank, I was going to say like, yeah, but he's cup tied in the Champions League. But frankly, that hasn't stopped teams. Like Coutinho just went to Barcelona. Yep. No, that's true. And with Griezmann too, it's because of his buyout clause and all that stuff, it gets uh, a lot more expensive to buy Mr. Griezmann June 1st. I think the new one kicks in. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, we want to talk about Chelsea here. So they, we said they signed Ross Barkley pretty much under the radar, 15 million pounds from Everton. Still it's under injured. the radar because everybody went, hmm, that's weird. Yeah. Why would Ross Barkley do that? And why would Chelsea do that? I mean, Ross... Ross has been chopping at the bit for a quote-unquote big club move for ages, but he also hasn't played a minute of football since uh, August, July. Okay, but he's been chopping at the bit for big club football for ages because when those ages eight, if you go back to ages ago when he started, he was good enough, and he yeah. he was well. No, he. I'm sorry. He he. It wasn't that he was good enough. It's that. He was progressing at the rate we thought he would progress, and he had a very high ceiling. Mm -hmm. He's been chopping yes. at the bit for it, and he's been doing it for long enough, and Everton have given him plenty of chances. England have given him plenty of chances that we kind of now know what he is. I don't think he's going to be a starter by any stretch of the imagination, but it's a good, it's a good player to have it rotate in. So I can see, I why, I can see why Chelsea do it. I don't even know, but I mean, here's here's what I will say. Earlier this year, I mean, he's 24 years old. Earlier this year, I saw a great tweet. It was like after like a League Cup game where Jesse Lingard had a great game, and the tweet was a Twitter poll, and it just said Jesse Lingard is, and the two answers were only 23 or, or only 24 years old, and the other one was already 24 years old. And I was like, that is a phenomenal question. It's it's pretty much asking like. Is this player, because 24 in, in the soccer world is already pretty old. You know, usually if you haven't made it by 22, you're not making it. Lingard battled a lot of injuries, but there was kind of the feeling he is what he is. And as we've seen, and like I would have, I would have voted, if I voted in that poll, I would have said he's already 24. Mm -hmm. And as we saw since December, he's all of a sudden become a completely different player. So maybe Ross Barkley still can find that uh, extra gear. But that is still not the biggest Chelsea story that there is out there. No, I mean, with only two strikers in the squad right now, Alvaro Morata and Michi Bacuay, 
There's been a lot of rumors floating around that they need another striker, which I do think they do. Uh, Andy Carroll's name has been thrown out there. He's reportedly injured now. so that's a... Which is hilarious. Yes. And then it gets even funnier. Yes. Drop that news on us. Seb. <laughs> so the rumor today was that they're looking into Peter Crouch. How much funnier could you get? Oh, God. They, they can't. They, they can't. They won't. They can't. Right? It's like it should be illegal. Yeah. And then there's also <laughs> reports from Italy that they're interested in Jekko. Oh right, I saw that too. Where I was like, they're interested in every striker, but Jekko makes sense. Jekko makes yeah. sense. He's actually scoring goals and he's not a hundred years old. And has played for big teams of I mean, Andy Carroll played for a big team, but like was such an ultimate failure there. He lasted six months. For a team that wasn't even in the Champions League. Yeah, and he's, Crouch, my God. Yeah, Crouch turns 37 at the end of this month. So. And the sad thing is, I want to say Peter Crouch playing for Chelsea, like signing with Chelsea right now, would be sadder than um, would be is sadder than Fellaini playing for United. But like, it's really it's not. I mean, the thing is too that they always they have so many players out on loan. They could always just call someone back, call back one of the young guys. Right, so that that's exactly the, the thing. Like, what are you looking to sign a striker for? Because right now, the way that they're making it seem like they're looking to call, they are looking uh, to sign a striker because they need a target man, which is why Carroll and Crouch make sense because they are very tall players, um, and because they're trying to solve their goal scoring drought. Well, if you're trying to solve your goal scoring drought, like you haven't even given Mishi Batshuayi like an extended look. He gets to play once in a like once every so often, and he seems to score when he plays. So, you know, if you're trying to find a striker that's actually going to play, and you're going to drop Alvaro Morata, like why aren't you at least giving Batshuayi a look? Yeah. And if you're just trying to add a striker because you need depth, because you only have two, then yeah, why aren't you just recalling a lone player and saying, all right, like we're going to actually give you some time, like. You're not going to start every game. You're not going to start a lot of games, but you're going to get time. Yeah, Ray Poller and Paul Merson both think that Chelsea should go after Olivier Giroud. Makes sense. I mean, if you're Although going... Arsenal are going to be without, you know, they, then how many strikers they have? One? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's also a little hamstrung because he's been uh, pipped as a potential inclusion for the Aubameyang deal, should it go through. Mm-hmm. But who, I mean, oh, who knows? I mean, the... terrible for Dortmund. Oh my yeah, God. it would be. <laughs> well, they can always just sell him to another club. <laughs> I don't know. You need a buyer, and you yeah. need somebody to pay the wages, and oh. England pays better wages. That is yeah. so, so true. Okay, let's take our break here. When we come back, let's uh, preview some of the games coming up here this weekend. So we'll be right back. Okay, so looking ahead, uh, match week 24. Kicking off Saturday morning with Brighton against Chelsea. Yay. I mean, I, I'm having a really hard time Dog, getting excited you, for this. Why? Brighton, really? or, Brighton can get a pipping here. Because Chelsea are, and not surprising for a team that has, like, no squad depth, Chelsea are kind of tired recently, and they haven't been playing well. And they're, you know, they, first of all, they played a disastrous game against Arsenal in the Carabao Cup. They failed to beat it Norwich. Wasn't, I mean, nil-nil draw is not disastrous. It was a bad game. 
It was a bad game. <laughs> it was an ugly game, but I mean, a di- disastrous is a two nil loss at home. They okay, fine. Um, they played a. Um, they failed to beat Norwich in the FA Cup. Came home in an FA Cup replay and failed to beat Norwich at home in 90 minutes, had to go to penalties. Two players got sent off, so they're dealing with two suspensions, and they all just and the rest of the team played 120 minutes at midweek. So if ever there's a time for Brighton to get a nice little pipping and something might happen here, it's right now. Mm. Brighton Not, at home? Yeah, last time they met, that was on Boxing Day. Chelsea took a 2 nothing win in that one. I, I No, I just don't see Brighton getting anything out of this. We'll, we'll get to it in our predictions, but I, I'm having a hard time. I'll be up. 7.30 kickoff, I'll be up. But it's not like I'm going to be glued in front of the TV watching that one. I mean, it's yeah, a match was... at 7.30. We didn't have one last week. That kind of sucked. Yes. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we got games spread out. Um, well, not really spread out. Most majority of them are on Saturday, and then one game Sunday, one game Monday. Um couple of the 10 a.m. kickoffs. All these times are Eastern, of course. Uh, Arsenal going up against Crystal Palace. So a little derby there. See, this one is more interesting. Although I'll be watching... That's, that the, one's very interesting. I'll be watching yeah. Burnley United. Uh, of course you will. Yes. <laughs> Which is also interesting. I'm not sure it's going to be that interesting. I think it's going to be a pretty yeah. bo- boring game, actually. Yeah, I, I mean, well, yeah. interesting insofar as I could see... I could see Burnley getting something from the game. Not interesting insofar as it's going to be a Liverpool City goal fest type of match. I don't know. I've had mad love for Burnley, but their form recently has not been very Yeah, good. we are operating on bad narratives. Remember a couple weeks ago where I was talking about how Burnley were second in the form table? Yes. Yeah, and, and we all started picking Burnley like heavily since then. Yep. I don't know if, if it was exactly five games ago or so, but in the last five games, Burnley are 19th. Yeah. In the form table. That is bad. But at the same time, they basically already secured a new contract. Yeah, they're seventh because no one seems to be challenging yeah. them. <laughs> I mean, real, realistically, how many points do you think it's going to take to be safe this season? Well, yeah, they have enough. They've, they're they're fine. Yeah. I, well, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think Burnley are definitely safe. Yeah. They have 30, uh, they 34 points games. right now. Yeah, they got to win two games. Yeah. Or yeah, I get, I would I, I would forty points is going to do it. Definitely, I I I mean, we'll see. It's it. I I want it to be a really tight race where there's a bunch of teams sitting on like thirty-seven points and oh god. Yeah, I mean, but, that's, I mean even now that's what we there's not we a, already we have it. we already have a cluster F at the bottom. Yeah, and we we'll just hope that that continues because I want. You know, we all know City, you know, everything points to them winning, uh, of course. What are you talking about? They lost last week and United won. Yeah. Tyler Race back on. Yeah, but they're, I mean, they're (laughs) two, they're two games conceivably, right? Six points from the relegation zone and 10th place. That's crazy. That's the bottom of the table for you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I just hope it continues because I want last day of the season to mean something. Yeah. That's what I always ask for. Oh, look at that. We already scored. So, yeah, let's get back to that derby, though. So, Arsenal against Crystal Palace. Uh, Palace doing a lot better under Roy. They're up to 12th. Last time they met, it was a narrow 3-2 win for Arsenal. 
It's I'm, hard to see Arsenal doing that again. Well, especially if I have no idea what the hell kind of lineup Arsenal are going to come out with <laughs> between injuries and like transfer sagas. Well, okay, so no I'll tell I'll, I'll tell you this though. I mean, Wenger even said it too. If Alexis is still there, he'll play, which I think is the right move. Yeah, absolutely, it's the right move. And he did have two goals in in that game. Against I, I mean, and he is. I I saw. I can't remember if it was Gabriel Marcotti or some some. Uh, I know. I know. We crap on them all the time, but I think it was an ESPN writer who <laughs> labeled Sanchez kind of the ultimate um, mercenary if he goes to United because he's not obviously trying to play for the best manager in the world at the moment in Guardiola or secure a Premier League trophy at City. But just, you know, taking the Bosman move that he can. But at the same time, if he is a mercenary, he's at least a good one. And he is a consummate professional. And I never question that he loves the game and will, like, maybe he pouts a little bit. Maybe he causes some discord in the dressing room. I don't know. But he will play his heart out. And if he is still an Arsenal player on Saturday, I think, you know, putting down a bet on him to score a goal seems reasonable to me. Um, now putting a bet on him to get another brace and Arsenal to win, uh, a bet on Arsenal to win these days seems like the odds are never long enough to warrant that kind of money being wagered. Yeah. I mean, I understand that he wants to cash in as much as possible. He's from a very small little, I don't even know if we should call it a town, more like a village, uh, in Chile called Tocopia. Population about twenty five thousand. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, coming from something like that, yeah, I fully understand if you just want to cash in. Well, and the time that he's at in his career as well, but like, I want to talk about cash in. Like, he's his net worth is probably it's like a hundred and fifty, two hundred million pounds. <laughs> he's gonna do fine. His great-great-great-grandchildren should, you know, society in a capitalist sense still exist, will be also wealthy. (laughs) So, he's fine. He'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, We should also say, we got a story today, Uh, Chelsea are accused in a FIFA inquiry of breaking rules on signing uh, minors. So, uh, you can't sign anybody under the age of 18 if they're not from the EU or uh, I think if you live like five miles from the border so um, of the country that you're leaving or leaving to yes so that, we'll would, see. that we'll, would mean there would be no Messi so we'll see what happens there we've already seen teams like Barcelona Real Madrid Atletico Madrid been you know giving bans for stuff like this so we'll see if anything happens to Chelsea so maybe it's good that they're stocking up on players now um, so that's sort of interesting with that late game on Saturday, Manchester city at home to Newcastle. That can be a bloodbath, uh, Sunday, Southampton Spurs, and then Monday, Swansea, Liverpool. Uh, let's jump into our predictions first out that Monday or Monday, that Saturday morning game, Brighton against Chelsea. I'm going to nothing Chelsea here. I'm going uh, Brighton to nick a point. One, one. 
Yeah, we should say also, that I don't forget, Paul is in the lead, 169. I'm second, 151. Elliot's in third with 145. I Elliot's gaining on you. Yeah, I know. I think I think Chelsea is still going to win, but I'm going to give Brighton a goal at home, 2-1. And we got Stoke at home to Huddersfield, 1-1. This is my nil-nil of the week. Yeah, that seems, that also seems reasonable. Um, Stoke at home. Nah, 1-1. 1-1. Piggybacking off me there. Okay, so everybody for a draw on that one. Then Burnley against Manchester United. Oh, this is going to be such a boring game. one nothing Manchester United. God damn it, Seb. That's my pick, too. So Burnley's whole thing is their defense kind of relies on their opponents to miss really easy opportunities, which their opponents have been doing all season long. That seems um, like a terrible strategy. It does, yes. but it's been working <laughs> for them, except recently when they haven't been, when they've been pretty freaking bad, like uh, three losses in their last five. United will be wasteful in front, but they'll hit two of them. Two nil. Hmm. I think they'll be uh, assertive on the ball the same way they were against Stoke, and Burnley won't be able to like, contain that. Okay. Like nine shots, four on target, two goals. Yeah, but like you'll see them like like Pogba and even Nemanja Matić oh toying with them in the midfield the way that they did in the last game. Yeah, against Stoke. Are you both alive after what just happened? Yeah, I think Stella's <laughs> tearing down the house here. Uh, I'm gonna change my <laughs> I'm gonna change my pick to three nothing then. There we go. Oh uh, God! So different. On. Yep. Yep. You can't be using my brain to your advantage. Yep, I can't. Uh, then we got West Ham at home against Bournemouth. I'll go 2-1 West Ham on this one. Not, oh, conf- pick. not confidence that at all. But You just took my pick, so I'm going to go 2-0 to West Ham. I'm very confident in West Ham. Mm, I'm not. 1-1. Yeah, I wouldn't be there. I mean, Carroll's out. Chicharito, been pretty poor for them. Uh, Everton at home to West Brom. Oh, 3-1. Walcott scores. To Everton? God bless yes. him. Right, it's not going to be it's not going to be that much of a thriller. Um but I also don't see West Brom winning, but they're also they're like they're pretty stingy in defense. They're pretty bad this season. Yeah, it- but they've won like they've allowed fewer goals than any than almost any of the other teams in the bottom half. Yeah, I mean they're not even though they're they're not, they're not Stoke letting in fifty. Make the pick. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna say this will be my nil nil. Yeah, I feel like this is the game where Everton turns it around, but they have lost three in a row, so let's make it four. One nil to West Brom. Hmm. Okay. Then Arsenal uh, against Crystal Palace. I want to give Crystal Palace something here, but I just can't. Two nothing Arsenal. You know, Crystal Palace are seventh in the form table. Three spots above Arsenal. Yeah, I know. Two nothing Arsenal. You, I want I wanted to ride Crystal Palace's hot streak and everything, but I am a firm believer that Arsene Wenger returns to the touchline. Arsenal are gonna start winning. That's your missing piece. Wenger in. Uh two one. I I don't want to pick in the same score line as either of you. Then don't and I also pick a draw and then you can wanna... be happy no matter what. Yeah, that's kind of what I think I got to do. Two two. Mm, then we got Leicester at home to Watford. Oof, two teams in pretty bad form. Okay, so let's go one one. Give me 
three one to Wester. Three two to Wester. That'll be your goal scoring game of the of the week. No, that's the next game. Mm. No, that, this will be the back and forth goal scoring game. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> uh two one foxes. Not to be confused with the blowout game of the week. Yeah. Manchester City at home to Newcastle, four nothing. Dibs on five. Four nothing. <laughs> I'll just be different. I'll give him only only three nil at home. Hmm. I don't hate that pick. No. I think it's either five nil or two nil, to be honest. Yeah, and City are tired. Yeah, I just see Newcastle score first and then all our picks are out the window. Uh, <laughs> Southampton against Spurs. Three one Spurs. Three nil Spurs. Two nil Spurs. Congrats to Southampton on on your point. Yep. What'd you say? Two nil? Yeah, two nil. And then lastly, Swansea against Liverpool on Monday. Give me four oh. four one Liverpool. Ah, uh, three one Liverpool. Letdown game if I've ever seen one. But no, a letdown game? What do you mean? I just beat City. Like they're coming off that high and now it's like you play Swansea. Yeah, but you they're both. The, I mean, you they're both suffer so... the Liverpool letdown. And honestly, if they were home, I'd have my concerns about that. But they're playing Swansea. Going, yeah, they're going to Swansea. But I, like, I feel generous giving Swansea a goal. Yeah, I wasn't gonna do that. Uh, but that has more I, more I, to I do with Liverpool and their. I'm gonna go two nil. I'm gonna go two nil to Liverpool. I wrote Swansea for both of you guys, but yeah, that's <laughs> that would that would be something four to one Swansea. Wow. Okay, guys. There this you... game is less than two goals in it. I will be shocked. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. We'll talk to you again after that game on Monday. Until then, as always, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm Seb Norm. Polly's Pequistel and Elliot is Keats was better. Give Foundry Sports a follow as well. Have a good one. Love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get a hundred dollars back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting one hundred dollars back and one hundred percent accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 